Hi, it's Barnabas. Many of our most important sources, such as the Explorer Academy code-breaking activity adventure, are written by Dr. Gareth Moore, a puzzle and brain training author who lives in the UK. He's created, I think, now over 400 books, and many of them we use on the show. One of my personal favorites is called 404. The basic idea is that a mysterious group that calls themselves The Republic has sent you a book filled with over 60 puzzles, and it is your job to solve them. You can find him at drgarethmoore.com or on his YouTube channel. Now, let's get back to the show. In this bonus episode, we hear about the hieroglyphs and maybe get a few lifts. Sorry, I've been really into rapping today. Without further ado, start the show. Welcome back to the Kids Code Podcast. I'm Barnabas, your host, and with me is Steve, your co-host. Since it's the 100th anniversary of the discovery of King Tut's tomb, we're going to do a little bonus episode about the breaking of Egyptian hieroglyphs and how Egyptian numerals are used both then and in the present day. With us is Codemaster Cole and the Evil Ant. I will now, on this podcast episode, break the sound barrier and make everyone in all of time and space hear me. The system of ancient Egyptian numerals was used in ancient Egypt starting around 3000 BC until the early first millennium AD. It was a system based on multiples of 10, often rounding off to the higher multiple written in hieroglyphs. Here is how the system worked. Note that the Egyptians did not understand how systems like the decimal system would work. The number 1 is a simple stroke. The number 10 is described as a cattle hobble, a simple arch. The number 100 looks like a swirl and is described as a coil of rope. 
The number 1,000 is a water lily. The number 10,000 is a bent finger. The number 100,000 is a tadpole. Or sometimes, with feet and wings, a bird. And the number 1 million, or more than that, is a person sitting. To show a number, you would repeat each of these. So if you wanted 3,450, then you would have three water lilies, four coils of rope, five cattle hobbles. Often, the hieroglyph numerals are used in challenges for code breakers. And sometimes, there are hieroglyph numerals above letters to figure out these puzzles sort out what the hieroglyphs are above each letter and put the letters in order from highest to lowest that should figure out the message these can be written in any direction from right to left left to right top to bottom or even bottom to top it didn't matter because they didn't say it in single numbers. Pretty simple, isn't it? Well, it gets more complicated. Many later numerals were in a different system using individual signs for the numbers one to nine, multiples of 10 from 10 to 90, multiples of 100 from 100 to 900 and multiples of the thousands from 1000 to 9000 a large number like 9999 could in this way be written with only four signs compi combining the signs for 9990 and 9 as opposed to 36 hieroglyphics, which it would be if it were in the earlier system. 50 years ago, this system was finally figured out. Wow, that later system was better than the Roman numeral system. By 1740 BC, the Egyptians had a symbol for zero in their texts. The symbol called NFR, I have no idea how to say it, meaning beautiful, pleasant, and good, was also made to indicate zero or nothing. Fractions were kind of complicated. They used a horizontal pointed oval which meant part and then if there was nothing on the top on the bottom there would be the certain number of lines for how many such as one third would be written as the horizontal oval and then below it three lines other things were more complicated. 
you can read all about the fractions on Wikipedia. I'll put a link in the show notes. There were two signs that were used in the hieroglyphs for addition and subtraction. They looked kind of like the lower half of the body. If the feet pointed towards the writing, it signified addition. If it pointed away, then it signified subtraction. The knowledge of the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs had been lost completely in the medieval period. The first attempts to decipher them were in the 9th and 10th centuries, Uh, but they mostly failed. All medieval and early modern attempts were hampered by the assumption that hieroglyphs recorded ideas and not the sounds of the language. As no bilingual texts were available, any such symbol translation could be proposed without the possibility of verification. It wasn't until Athanasius Kircher in the mid-17th century that scholars began to think that hieroglyphs might also represent sounds. Kircher was familiar with Coptic and thought that might be the key to deciphering hieroglyphs, but was held back by a belief in the mystical nature of the symbols. The breakthrough in decipherment came only with the discovery of the Rosetta Stone by Napoleon's troops in 1799 during Napoleon's Egyptian invasion. As the stone showed both a hieroglyphic version of a text and a version of a text in another language that was already known and a Greek translation, there was plenty of material for studies in the translation and scholars when they had studied the inscriptions on the stone, were able to make some headway. The complete decipherment was finished in the 1820s. The person who figured it out wrote in a book he created in 1822, it is a complex system writing figurative, symbolic, and phonetic all at once in the same text, in the same phrase, I would almost say in the same word. That is how hard it was. In a later episode, I might be able to get to more about hieroglyphs and numerals, but that's about enough for now. Be back.
back in a few weeks with a compilation of stories. But until then, keep on cracking! Thank you for listening.